1: Chris Black, Jason Stewart, how long gone? What's up, bro? How are you? I couldn't be better, Jason. It's a, it's a beautiful day
0: in LA. I'm playing tennis for the fourth day in a row.
1: Oh, shit, bro.
0: That's right. My my tennis elbow on both sides is flaring up from, obviously, the extreme weightlifting plus tennis.
1: But you still, you still need to push through because you're the kind of guy who needs to feel that pain, aren't you? Mm-hmm.
0: I do need to feel that.
1: What's the point of working out is not to feel good. It's to feel so hurt that you can't think about uh, you know those demons inside of you, right? Well,
0: I've been on a, it's it's been an emotional roller coaster for me this afternoon because I thought Joe Budden came out as bi, mm-hmm. and I was really ready to support Joe a- as an ally, and then I found out that they were just defending the baby, so it didn't it didn't really work out the way I wanted it to.
1: So I want to know what does what does Joe Bottoms <laughs> saying he's by have anything to do with Da baby saying that he thinks AIDS is whack.
0: Look, I'm not saying Joe Bottoms is smart or that he's like drawing a drawing a, <laughs> him and his him and his dumbass co-hosts or drawing like a clear through line. I just that's the information that I. That's been just given. what you got. That's just that's what you just got. the information I've been given. So it's been a, it's been a little bit of a roller coaster for me this afternoon, but I'm I'm happy to be you know podcasting with you before we take off for the the final leg of the How Long Gone 2021 uh world tour
1: we're gonna go to seattle but you know if you're listening to this today we're gonna be in seattle there are some tickets left we have a band called enum claw who are a cool local band playing that we became friends with so come through it's probably gonna be raining though. you guys are used to that i'm not
0: i gotta be honest with you you know i was joking about uh you know i was joking about wearing my arterics but I keep all that stuff in New York, so I don't even have any slickers on deck. Do you need to borrow some of my gear? No, I'm good. You know, I'm arced up. I'll think I'll thug it out. I think I'll just, you know, um, I have some. I'll just bring an umbrella.
1: I don't know. I'll just bring, a, I don't know, an umbrella.
0: Well, we'll be we'll be in and out of you know Escalades and stuff. It's not like,
1: what kind of umbrella do you have, Chris?
0: I don't even know what I have here. I think I have an A24 one. <laughs> <laughs> thank you to thank you to Caitlin Phillips for lacing me with that. You know. I, it's nice, actually. It lets people know I'm not as dumb as I look. I'm actually just a cinephile.
1: Oh, this guy looks like an idiot. Oh, never mind. He has an A twenty four umbrella. No, this guy. <laughs>
0: hold on. This guy loves Lady Bird. Let me go see what's up with
1: him. You probably didn't even like Lady Bird, did you? No, of course not. That's probably like the last A twenty four movie I did like. I didn't even like it that much. No, no. Meet Summer. That shit was fire. I don't
0: fuck with Gerwig. You know that. I don't fuck with. Right, Gerwig, right, right.
1: You're what? more of a uncut gems guy more of a sandler cat i get it i like spade not sandler
0: bomb bomb back is the goat but but gret is gonna ruin his career that's another podcast um
1: you know people talk about like what's your what what is an ideal guest you want to have on the show and mm -hmm, you know i'll mm -hmm. say you know all the greats rogan all that stuff but i really feel like david spade is is probably my next he's my next conquest
0: i mean neil brennan would be big just cuz i think we both are fans
1: no we're going to get neil once neil's done with his his new york show thingy he's going to come on i know that he's he's a he's aware of us but if anyone listening has a has an in on spade let me know
0: any, if any of you ladies live in you know Arizona and you see Spade at the local watering holes, you know. Any
1: listeners in the Scottsdale area?
0: <laughs> yeah. Any Any pro athlete, retired pro athletes in the Scottsdale area that are <laughs> listening to this podcast? No, I, I think. Um, but I'm I'm uh, tomorrow on the flight. I've got a. I gotta finish a book, but then I have a new book to dig into that I'm pretty excited about.
1: So you're a busy guy. So you're one of those guys who works on the planes. You're not just gonna yeah, take a nap or watch watch TV. You're you're working the whole. It's time. called
0: it's a book called Sellout: The Major Label Feeding Frenzy That Swept Punk, Emo, and Hardcore, in 1994 to 2007.
1: Okay, so you're reading kind of the important stuff that requires. Well, it's, it's but
0: it's got all the it's got all the out, bro. It's got Jawbreaker. It's got Jimmy World. It's got you know the Distillers for you.
1: The Distillers you're reading a book that features the distillers Jesus
0: bro Christ. i tried to forget about them too but I, now that i can learn about now i can learn about their record deal and how much money they got i'm 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 back in you know what i mean
1: whoever wrote this book must have got a huge advance
0: Dan i know honestly it's getting a lot of it might it, i mean it's a pretty let me see who published this i'm just kidding, I know, kidding. I, I know you're kidding i know you're kidding i know you're kidding yeah actually it looks like it's on a small imprint uh it is hardback though um so you know <laughs> <laughs> it's nice. It's nice. It came out in full hardback. Maybe, maybe this, maybe this. Look, I like
1: Jawbreaker as much as the next guy. Oh, no, look, out. it's
0: an imprint of Harper Collins. This isn't a joke. Okay. This isn't a joke. Don't, okay. don't do that. But anyway, so we're going to Seattle. It's going to be raining. And apparently the guys from Enumclaw told me the venue is known for its pizza, which is interesting.
1: Yeah. We might have to dip into some badass. We'll see. What yeah. Happened. Cause
0: nothing. Yeah. But friend of the show, creative director of the How Long Gone world of brand Sam Jane joining us so that we're, we're going to have to get extra lit.
1: Yeah. We're going to need a third microphone for him. Yeah, That's what
0: yeah. If he has enough eight, one eight, he'll, he'll want to get up there and talk about, you know, font foundries
1: i would say more more likely if i have too much 818 we will we will have to have him come up yeah that's true maybe do a little um weekend at tj's style at tj's style bit we'll get him in an oversized (laughs) oversized ill-fitting suit that's a good uh but then after after seattle then uh then we come back to la our show at the lodge room which i believe is sold out now Mm -hmm. so if you have a plug there you know, hit up your plug. We have a pre-party at Burger Lords, which is right downstairs next door from the lodge room. We are doing a, a little little party kind of kickback just to just to get the wheels greased up. Chris will not be participating because there's food involved. So um, come come hang out with me mm-hmm. and have a bacon western cheeseburger, vegan of course, uh, and some nice farm to table beer offerings from homage brewery which is a very sick local brewery and then finally san francisco uh on sunday which we still have tickets for that one is going to feature a live uh, interview with our our friend jonah from blackbird spy planes so he's a very very good talker so that's going to be a fun one so make sure you pull up for that Oh, uh, and and L. A. is going to feature Whitmer Thomas and Ryan O'Connell. Well, let's
0: talk about Chicago because we got. I mean, right now it's looking like our, and Chicago. It's looking like sold out Shubas. It's going to be Alkaline Trio with a Virgil Abloh DJ set. I'm still got. Kind of, <laughs> I'm still kind of getting to putting the pieces together. I've called in some favors, but it's going to be Jason Matt Skiba from Alkaline Trio and Virgil back to back. This is something you've never seen before.
1: Sure, you've seen it online on YouTube and stuff from I think I don't remember which boiler room that we did, but <laughs> this is not a deep fake. This is real stuff, guys.
0: No, but <laughs> but honestly, Shuba's is sold out. We are doing an after party at Blind Barber. Uh, shout out to Augie. Shout out to Ben Edgar. Uh, we will we will figure out the details for that and let all our um, Midwesterners. Yeah, so that's know. gonna
1: be on, that's gonna be on Tuesday, November 9th. If you're in Chicago and you were unable to to get tickets for our show. Then uh, then come to The Blind Barber. You can check out DJ Them Jeans playing rap music from 2017.
0: We do have a guest. Sam Avion is a singer, songwriter, producer, mixer. Stickman. Uh, Stickman. Uh, his new album is out now on Fat Possum Records, our friends over there. It's already got a Fat Possum. I mean, he's done stuff with uh, Blonde Redhead, Oakerville River, Cas McCombs. Uh, you know, the list goes on. Mm. Uh, and not, not, to, not to forget Buck Meek and also our dogs and Big Thief. Um, but he lives in the Catskills like a true freak. <laughs> um, so uh, let's let's get him on the horn and and see how his his little tour is going. Bye bye. All right, Jason, I want to talk to you about uh, David Smith. Uh, he's got a new show opening at Hauser and Worth in New York at the Twenty Second Street location. Uh, if you're not familiar with David, uh, he is one of the most influential, innovative artists of the 20th century, mostly known for sculpture. But this guy was doing his best work in the last
1: five years of his life, which is uh, <laughs> kind of what I'm hoping for myself. <laughs> and just to be clear, his best work was done back in the 60s. It's important to note when, when he did pass It is away. important to
0: know, but the sculptures are very interesting. They're cool. Show closes April 13th. No one thing. David Smith, late sculptures at Hauser and War 22nd Street Gallery, seven of the artist's most important sculptures from the very final years.
1: These are very important sculptures from his final years, and as much as you want to touch them, they are look but do not. Mm-hmm. Don't make us look bad uh, is kind of is kind of what we're
0: saying. Don't go in there and start knocking stuff over. <laughs> uh, David Smith uh, is now open at Hauser and Worth in New York at the 22nd Street location, and it closes on
1: April 13th. Got it. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist-recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster-growing hair with less shedding. Jason, hair thinning impacts
0: a lot of us. Uh, In fact, over half of us will experience hair thinning at some point in our lives. It's not only common. Jason, it's normal. Mm -hmm. So I think it's time to join the over 1 million people who are doing something about it thanks to Nutrafol. Hair thinning is complicated, uh, and the problem is it's actually much bigger than your hair alone. Like your skin, hair is a reflection of your health, Mm. Um, which if that's the case, Jason, then you're in top physical condition. Uh, (laughs) Internal factors can impact the way your hair looks, feels, and grows. Neutrophil's whole body approach multi-targets underlying root causes like stress, hormone fluctuations, and nutrient gaps for visibly thicker you know i like them thick stronger hair it's all connected your body it's all connected take the first step to visibly thicker healthier hair for a limited time Neutrafol is offering our listeners ten dollars off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to neutrophil.com and enter the promo code how long find out why over 4500 healthcare professionals and stylists recommend neutrophil for healthier hair com, spelled n-u-t-o-t r a f o l dot com promo code how long that's neutrafol dot com promo code how long
1: this episode of how long gone is brought to you by booking dot com that is booking dot yeah booking
0: dot com offers so many possibilities across the u s uh from relaxing beach resorts which you know i i love i'm a big fan of love to bake in the sun to remote mountain cabins We can go up there and work on your kind of acoustic album. Mm. The multitude of choices across the beautiful United States of America on booking.com allow you to book whoever you want to be. I, Jason, you know me. I'm a different version of myself depending on where I'm traveling and who I'm with. You know, I mean, it's always baseline. Oh, wow. It's baseline, Chris.
1: Diva alert. It's
0: baseline, Chris, but when I'm in Australia, it's different. But in the U.S., if I go to Florida, if I go to Georgia, if I go to California, if I go to Wyoming, you know, I'm going to switch up my swag a little bit.
1: Oof, I can only imagine. I I just recently used Booking.com to take a little uh, post-V-Day trip up into wine country, Hmm. and I can't wait to see who I will be when I am there. So book whoever you want to be on Booking.com. Booking dot yeah, hey Chris, It's Tim time. Let's get into some timberland talk. How are you
0: I'm great, man i was just I was just looking here at uh, the Timberland Greenstride sole on these boots they sent me. It's made from seventy five per cent renewable sugarcane and natural rubber. Uh, which which does the job of combining eco consciousness and comfort?
1: Okay, that's a that's a very good amount. That's almost that's that's almost one hundred percent. So all that natural rubber, all that sugarcane—that's everything that's renewable. That's going to do a good job as part of Timberland's commitment to make sure their their products are sustainable for a more greener world, uh, with the goal of having a net positive impact on the environment by 2030 that's positive that's better than neutral and much better than negative of course
0: of course but i I would we'd be remiss not to discuss the the eco-conscious materials that we've we've laid out for you uh also you know they look cool they're rugged lightweight and durable you can go shop the men's and women's green stride collection on (laughs) timberland.com sam avion where the hell are you bro
2: dude i'm in bushwick uh the town of many ghosts for me (laughs)
1: Town of many ghosts, what does that mean exactly? Spooky?
2: I just many (laughs) I I've had some spooky past lives here in Bushwick, in Bushwick,
1: Brooklyn. I don't think you're the only one,
0: uh, and I also think that's the only reason to go there is for spooky. Pages.
1: <laughs> Chris is Bushwick known as a a paranormal playground? No, I don't <laughs> think he means
0: paranormal, Jason. I, Are you
1: talking I, more like spooky dick <laughs> and less than the extraterrestrial I talking, beings?
0: I think I think Sam I think Sam's talking about his unit as well as maybe some drug use <laughs> is is what I'm is what I'm guessing his unit. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean. The only reason to go to Bushwick, unless you're poor, is to party. (laughs) Especially in 2000, you know. Sam, I don't know how old you are, but I'm guessing you're closer to 30 than 20.
2: This is a correct assumption.
0: (laughs) Okay. See, so, so it's you know, I never lived in Bushwick, thank God, but I did have to go (laughs) there to party, and there was a time where I mean, I think now it's having a nice little resurgence, but it's. I like that you said
1: you had to go there. But the had was to party, as if, you know, it was a government mandate that you had to go (laughs) do coke and watch a a vice music band play. (laughs)
0: yeah i mean but i but i think now it's been rebranded sam as east williamsburg
2: oh there's a rebrand
1: there always is well we're we're pretty big into real estate stuff so Uh i know you're busy in the studio laying down tracks with some of that warm compression so it's no wonder that you don't keep up with these trends actually
2: i I will be honest they've been throwing that Term around for years. Ever since I was sleeping in a practice space on Calb Avenue, they were saying, This is actually East Williamsburg.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And I was like, Okay, yeah. I'm in Bushwick. Actually, if you're familiar with the record titles, there's a song called Arnold's Place. Okay. I'm at Arnold's Place right now. How's Arnold doing, by the
1: way? Oh, the fans want to know. <laughs> Arnold is thriving.
2: So Arnold's like, Arnold's a holdout, man. He's been here for longer than. They've been calling it East Williamsburg.
1: Because I just thought Arnold was a cat the whole time. So this is a guy.
2: <laughs> yeah, you're saying this is a breathing human? <laughs> this
1: is a living. Okay, so he's, he, Arnold's been here for a long time. Yeah, he's. Back when this was all orange, orange groves. Orange groves,
2: um, tobacco fields, <laughs> yeah, uh, p- mm. ponytails, um.
1: all the all the good shit
2: back when you could still get a decent line of cocaine around here you know
1: (laughs) where can i get a decent line of cocaine around here for crying out loud back when a dime (laughs) bag cost a dime am i right brother man (laughs) this is my
0: problem with biden's america you know you can't go get a a decent line of coke in any of these major cities anymore and and, you know i just i you know i don't know what to do anymore well
2: i I mean i woke up to the goddamn twitter headline that said drug users are (laughs) Are are nostalgic for for the
1: old the old drugs? Oh, the heroin! I saw that. I saw that. Yeah, I saw that too. Yeah, Yeah. because
0: you know what? Honestly, I get it. It's like I think that the as a as a person who's been sober for like five years, like I don't know, I don't know if I would want to do drugs with the same. Uh, at the same level, I did because it's actually dangerous, and also everything's lame. Like, yeah. weed is so lame. Weed is so lame now. You know, hey, it's-
1: take it easy, take it easy. <laughs> like <laughs> on the sweet sensamia.
0: <laughs> but you're right. I think that I, if you've been doing heroin for a long time and you know how it works, it's like getting the, a hot bag with fentanyl in it. Well, is yeah, really yeah throw I mean the the, he-
1: the headline's a little like you know a little wanking off. It's like we don't like the drugs nowadays because. Uh, You do one speck of it and it kills you instantly... Uh, yeah, of course you don't like it. Like fentanyl yeah. will murder you, has will instantly kill you and it's not as good Literally as living killing off of all it. of your friends. Yeah. Like yeah, no shit. Yeah. No shit you don't like it and you're nostalgic for drugs that don't kill you.
0: Not only our friends, guys, but you know, Tom Petty, uh Prince, I think they're this both This is why I don't like the
1: media. They're always sensationalized. They're always making a story out of the obvious. <laughs> and, and even heroin. I thought I thought the old h was sacred, but I mean people have always been you know, talking about the good old days of drug use back when back when you could smoke a joint. Knock it high. It didn't <laughs> you would get something yeah. but it didn't put you in the hospital. It didn't make you call your mom and, and confess to, you know, taking five dollars from her wallet when you were ten years old or yeah. whatever it might be. Or or you always hear the stories of you know I wish Quaaludes were around because everyone
2: I kind of do though I would try some Quaaludes honestly I've just never tried them so I'm just curious
1: yeah of course of course but it's kind of like you know what how good could the Quaaludes have been you know I
2: think I think pretty fucking good well they made a wonderful documentary about them with Leonardo DiCaprio
1: (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: yeah that was a great that was a great God I really (laughs) like
1: honestly if they really made like a legitimate like if they did a ESPN 30 for 30 on Quaaludes, <laughs> I would watch the living fuck out of that documentary. Yeah, that's
0: that's that's something I would pay to stream. I wouldn't even steal that or watch it on the. No, take
1: my money. It'd be it'd be the next Dior and I for me. Yeah, I'm a big documentary guy, Sam. You'll learn that as we as we press along.
0: Sam, I noticed that you you played the the hallowed halls of Bowery Ballroom last night. Is that true?
1: I did. I played the halls. I decked them. Thanks for letting her down easy after we blew the fucking shit roof off of. Yeah, we a w- couple weeks ago. We Ooh. just
0: played. Yeah, we did. We did Ballery Barma. Yo, how's
1: weeks. my dick taste, Sam? You <laughs> huh? got my floppies. Hey, I don't come to your.
2: I don't come to your job and knock the dick out of your mouth. You know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: No, <laughs> uh, but uh how, how
2: did this it go it's gonna be a good this is gonna be
1: a good hour sam i could already tell
2: <laughs> the tour the
1: tour just started though right yeah
2: it started i'm getting the old sea legs back i'm, I'm trying not to dissociate
1: does this does sea stand for COVID? <laughs> Yeah.
2: yeah yeah i'm talking tough but i don't do that many drugs really okay i just i I drink the old the old alcohol and i imbibe but i mean i you know you guys have been on tour i've seen the pictures Mm -hmm. you've seen the pics you're entertaining people that's what i'm like kind of worried about i'm like fuck i have to people want to pay their good money and be entertained and i'm just like Mm. am i just gonna play these shy ass funky white boy songs or what the fuck am
1: i doing <laughs> are my are my songs entertaining enough yeah like sure you know npr stations across the world are going to play the fuck out of these songs mm. but yeah. you know it's saturday night we got a sitter you know i got my hard-earned money yeah and i want i want you to rock my dick off and maybe <laughs> are, you, are you a little self-conscious about it maybe you were trying to increase the entertainment value or you know the hashtag experience level i mean i'm i'm like i'm a quiet guy you know could have fooled me sam
0: yeah what's your well what's your banter like who do you have the best rapport with on stage does the drummer have a mic is it the bass player what's the vibe just
2: me up there man
0: oh you don't have
1: a band
2: i mean i got a band but they don't talk you got to pay extra for that. Oh, I see, I see.
1: <laughs> Chris, he already doesn't want to pay these fucking guys. <laughs> but to pay the Oh, you want me to talk now? Oh
0: shit. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's an extra 500 a week yeah. and the sprinter is not getting any cheaper.
2: I don't know. I'm just I try to keep it real and not do like I just try to be honest with people, you know, just mm-hmm. talk talk about whatever. I my favorite I mean, New York was home for 10 years for me. So I felt like a hometown crowd. They were so quiet and sweet and Mm-hmm. They listened so intently, and we had a special- guest um Kazu from blonde redhead. She came up and sang a song, and that was sick
1: yo i've I've had a crush on her for like twenty years, man. <laughs>
2: yeah you and every blonde redhead fan
1: it's yeah i mean even her solo stuff bro i'm I'm different than the other fans <laughs> i listen to the <laughs> yeah so yeah i mean i'm a, I'm a fan of hers and oh, it's, it's cool incredible. that you guys did a song together yeah
0: because she's on the record she's on your record right well
1: not the new record but she's on we did a
2: song together yeah
1: what a celestial spirit she is oh,
2: totally so so special my favorite comment from the audience last night was this guy and I think it shows my demographic pretty clearly. This guy was like, we did an encore, and he was like, let's get through this. I got to feed two cats. At, I got two cats at home to feed. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Rufus and Arnold are probably clawing up the couch right now. We got to wrap up So the encore is one song?
2: Let's I did just do, two let's keep songs. It at once. I did two.
1: Much to this guy's chagrin. Yeah. You you lived in New York for for ten years. You're from
0: New York, though. Are you from the the city of New York?
2: Well, I grew up in North Carolina, but I I did my time in in Brooklyn for. I'm going to say ten because I was on um, New York local news, New York One local news once, and I think that adds a year of just New York. Oh,
0: that yeah 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 that adds a year. That's incredible. <laughs> yeah,
2: so you were on the local news because uh um well actually it's an interesting story. There, do you remember this? You ever hear the studio, the the Magic Shop?
0: Yeah, 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 yes. It
2: it was this iconic spot that like Bowie made his last couple of records in, mm-hmm. and like Dave Grohl did some TV show there about music and shit. Can be perfect. Then Beck tried to buy it, but they <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> they ultimately like ended up selling the building to you know it's classic condo condo story. Um, mm-hmm. So it got turned into a condo, but. Um, I was there the last week that they were, I was working mixing my first record the last week that they were open. And I just happened to be there when New York one came in and were like, the owner was literally like putting two inch tape on the sidewalk that had like Bjork and arcade fire, you know, labels and stuff. Cause like these people hadn't come to get their tapes.
1: Wow! So there was
2: all this, he was just dumping it, you know? And like, yeah, so they just did a really short interview. Like,
0: you didn't you didn't get to meet Pat Kiernan, did you? This was a, a another... I did not, no.
1: Okay, I just want to make sure. So you're just a man on the street, and they're, uh, they're yeah. like, what does this place mean to you, about if these old walls could talk, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, 100%. And you're like, all right, well, yeah, my new album's out uh, <laughs> on March 24th. Yeah. Man, I wish I was walking by to, to secure a couple couple reels, of uh, two inches of Bjork, you know
2: what I'm saying? I know, right? Oh. I should have... I should have like just picked that up and sold it on eBay.
1: Jason loves Bjork. Would have made more money than your first record, right?
2: Yeah, I'm still in the hole with that shit.
1: You know, I was speaking of records and being in the hole. I was. Have you heard of another podcast, Joe Rogan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I was listening. I'll listen to it from time to time. I'm not a huge fan, but if. If I hear it's a good episode, or if the guest is good, I'll give a listen. Sure. And he recently had singer-songwriter Jewel on there, which... Oh, wow.
0: oh yeah. I heard this, too. I heard this, too, Jason. But go ahead. You know, I'm, go I'm, ahead. I
1: wouldn't consider myself a huge Jewel fan, but I, a bunch of people said it's a crazy, crazy good... I love,
0: I love Jewel. But oh, okay. That's separate. Good to know. Yeah, go
1: ahead. it was like a three, four-hour interview, and, and Jewel was probably one of the better podcast guests, public speakers, whatever, storytellers. Mm. I've ever heard It was crazy. But she was talking about how she when she was like a little singer songwriter and she was like living in her car Uh and she was like, you know, like in there 17 or 18 years old or something like that. And she got a record deal and she was offered a million dollar advance. There's a whole bidding war, all the labels. (laughs) She, she got a million dollar advance and she turned it down because she didn't have a manager. She didn't have an agent. She didn't know about any of this. She went to the bookstore, stole a book about like music management And figured out like, oh, like you got to pay, you know, the advance is just a loan. It's not just a free money. And she was like, well, I'm probably not going to ever make a million dollars back. So I'm not going to take the advance. And then she told them to give her a salary of $2,000 a month. So she could have, you know, an apartment, you know? Yeah. And as a result of not taking an advance, she was able to negotiate a huge back end deal. And then, you know, puts her first record out, doesn't sell shit for whatever. And then goes on tour with... Her first t- tour is opening up for Dylan. Wow. She starts finally selling records, and then when she's when she was twenty years old, she was selling a million records per month Fuck. for over for over a year straight <laughs> with an insane so backend crazy. deal. Anyway, her mom stole a hundred million she dollars. She made a hundred million dollars. She made a hundred million dollars.
0: But she still doesn't. She still say though, like I still never have to work again. Like I'm oh good.
1: Kind of. I mean, when I was listening to it, she, she said at 34, between 20 and 34, she made hundred million dollars, and at 34, she owed the IRS three million. Uh. I didn't see that one. Cause that's a curveball.
2: I didn't see that coming. Big curveball. I thought this was just going to be a rags to riches,
1: you know. Rags to riches to rags, but you know, I, I just thought of it right now because we were talking about, you know. Well, I know that I knowledge. know that
0: Connor. I know that Connor Obers gave you a hundred million dollar advance over there at Saddle Creek. Oh,
2: good, yeah, so good old, you, you can, you good can old re- Connor. <laughs> <laughs> i mean well, honestly his catalog paid for my advance that's for sure because you know that's where they get their money and that and like big Thief's first record or whatever
1: sam you're also in, in addition to making and performing and and all that stuff your own music you're also in in the studio doing some like production engineering work is that true
2: yeah 100 percent. i got a i got a wholesome thing going on upstate you know um what's her name <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh got a wholesome ting upstate <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: you sound like you sound like drake when he pulls into the cat <laughs> I like that.
1: okay so you got a little you got a little studio up there yeah my my
2: uh so my partner's name is hannah um and she's a musician
1: big shout outs to hannah big
2: shout outs and we have a dog named jan Jane. and uh we have a <laughs> yeah we have a studio um and so Jane. okay you know if people come up and uh you know, there's not much else to do besides make music and cook stuff. So that's what we do, and it's great.
1: Do the whole recording process there, and you guys will just hang out for a week. It's like a month. Oh, hang out for a month, and you really yeah. do be cooking. We're going to get into your chef skills. We do be cooking. But kind of the back half, the back half of the pod is pretty much just going to only involve food. <laughs> Hope you're okay with that. I'm. I'm I love you it. You will be. So when you're up there in in the Catskills, upstate. Are we, are we like hunting badgers and skinning them alive and cooking <laughs> them up like that? Or are we just visiting the local farmer's market for some ramps?
2: <laughs> um, I mean, I, I'll forge some mushrooms. I actually had a, okay. a, a brief crisis because, you know, <laughs> mushroom foraging can be, can, be, can be dangerous. It could turn into a, <laughs> a,
1: a, from a delicious treat to a crisis pretty quick yeah. on account of the poisoning. I'm
2: capable of, of gathering a couple different species that I know will not kill people. There's, like, this type of puffball that grows on the ground. <laughs> it's, puffball? It's really ta- yeah, puffball. It's tasty. They're small. Pear-shaped. Uh,
1: mm-hmm. I picked some up, you know. I picked up a couple pear-shaped puffballs in my day, too, but <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, that's Jason's type. Go ahead. Yeah. Really tee me up. Tee me up like fucking nobody. Thank Ryan. you, Sam. Thank speaking, you, Sam. I'm speaking not te- your language.
0: I'm, I'm not texting Sam, by the way, Jason. That was all natural.
1: <laughs> it's like Jordan and Pippin with you and I. You know what I mean? so so there's a so the puff ball it's a little pear-shaped puff you fry it up sizzles up real nice but it sizzles doesn't have good. a dop has a doppelganger that- so my
2: friend was like if it's white on the inside you're all good so i checked him out It's like, yeah most of them they're white on the inside but I That's more, took chris's for granted. Type.
1: more chris's type right? <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> i took for granted that um maybe i didn't look at all of them and uh uh-huh. so we we fried these puffballs up and I had my family visiting <laughs> and I, so the, know, heat like, the heat yeah, is the on the heat is on and I was like you know hey wait, Hollywood wait. I
1: heard you've been cooking up Boy, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm licking my lips ready for it and you're sweating sweating like a whore in church aren't you
2: Paul Hollywood was my dad actually <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay um, okay poof.
2: <laughs> we, we call them poof balls then um i call him red lobster there we go (laughs) i love paul hollywood he's always looked like he's been like drinking gin like a lot of gin like in in like spain spain somewhere and he just like flew into the tent you know for that baking episode and then
1: what we're doing then what we're doing then (laughs) yeah i i I looked him up one time his last name is actually hollywood it's not a fake (laughs) it's not a fake name his his real god-given last name is hollywood that's so twisted so cool it's incredible i
2: mean you got to give it to him the man made his whole
1: stick giving people a fucking handshake i I
2: like seeing that show it makes me feel it it's good well, let's, let's it, like,
1: well first let's talk about you poisoning your family okay. with a puffball, yeah. and then we'll get into some some bake off. I'm
2: so hungover today because I was overserved last night, so I'm a little fritzy. You'll have to <laughs> excuse
1: me. You're a little fritzy. Yeah, I'm just like a little fritzed out. My brain, you know, it's just a little fritzed out. You must excuse me. I've been overserved <laughs> once again. Yeah,
0: once. A- yeah, I love mid- uh, medieval Sam coming out when he's talking yeah. about the the mead he was drinking at the bar at the Barry Bar. Room. <laughs> I've That's had
1: nice. one too many Celsius and vodkas last <laughs> evening. All right, let me finish the puffball star. Finish the puff and then All we're right. going to get into your hangover. I got a couple remedies for you you're going to just love.
2: Serve the puffballs, but I had decided last minute cuz I read in another I was like fuck, I'm just going to google this one more time.
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: it was like, "Oh, actually the Amanita death cap mushroom in its um infant stage looks like a white pear-shaped puffball." Oh. And I was like, "Oh fuck." And like they're like check the inside of every puffball to make sure you didn't get a death cap mushroom.
1: Jesus, let um, me just
0: let me just say, guys, this is why I go to restaurants. Okay, but but yeah. you go you go ahead, Sam, because I'm not putting my I'm not putting my life in the hands of like a, a drunk guitar player. You know what I mean? That, that's not that is not what you, you guys can do that if you want to. And I I'm your parents are, are Chris are,
1: Chris Chris. Even the best CDC when he's slammed right now and you got tickets coming up. You, you're Sometimes things fall through the cracks, even if you've gone through the the full culinary system, Chris. You you never know, man. No,
0: I understand. You just never
1: know. Always check your puffs, Chris. Thank you.
2: Thank you. (laughs) So got to learn about the death cap, which is kind of an amazing mushroom in its infant stage. Looks like a Mm puffball. It just has the faint outline of its adult self in its baby self, which is kind of wild. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. So it kills you. Like, hands down, kills you. Like, like, <laughs> <Hands> <laughs> like a lot of mushrooms just, yeah, a lot of mushrooms will make you sick, but the survivability of eating a death cap is, like, extremely low. Like, not many people have survived.
1: So now I know why they call it the death cap.
2: Yeah. They also call it the angel of death. I think they call it the angel of death because of the way it kills you. It makes you extremely ill. You, like, vomit and shit and do all that stuff. Uh-huh. And for, like, 12 hours and then like and then you feel better like after 12 hours of misery you you get better and you're like oh i'm I'm gonna make it through like I see the light like think of the weight loss and then like you have like four hours of like feeling better and then just with no warning you just die
1: damn that's the coolest shit ever (laughs) except for if you died yeah so there was so was were, were the the pups you had baby angels of death no you were good they weren't so i
2: I ate one and Hannah ate one. And then I was like, wait, I think we might have just like Romeo and Julietted ourselves. Um, <laughs> let's let's like not give this to my family. And she went and threw up and I just kind of rolled with it. I, I don't know. It was like, well, fuck.
1: <laughs> so you were on your Biggie Smalls ready to die. Yeah. So when she when she went to go vomit, she, she was like, I'm going to induce vomiting on myself as a precaution. Yeah. She, she wasn't driven to vomit uncontrollably.
2: This is true. Yeah, she went to Smart induce, gal. induce vomiting. I just wanted to maintain a shred of humanity in my last moments, and I just <laughs> drank wine and. and
0: uh... <laughs> hey babe, hey babe, you good? In, yeah. You good in there? I'm gonna open the yeah. I'm gonna open the orange one.
2: Yeah, <laughs> this Sicilian shit is really on. <laughs> <laughs> what a heavenly way to pass. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm being dramatic, but hey, we were fine.
1: Oh, no, no. I mean every every time. I see on my Instagram stories somebody doing some mushroom foraging. And they're like... I I almost think that they use like the Latin words to kind of show their friends Mm. and family to sort of put them at ease that they really do know what they're talking about. Because otherwise, it's just like, (laughs) this this one looked good. And you're like, uh maybe like maybe you know but it was like oh i've identified this scleronophagus but who, you know and like <laughs> you can tell by the orange spotting that yeah. it's uh you know winter is about to come you know like okay i think this person knows what they're doing they've read some manuals and all that stuff but yeah i'm no. always a little worried like whenever these mushroom forager people on my instagram stories are gonna at a certain point they're going to die but they're gonna kind of yeah die doing what they love
2: it'll be beautiful i mean you should come with me because i I'm, like, a guitar player, so I don't know any of that Latin shit. I just,
1: uh-huh. <laughs> like,
2: um, this, like, I took a friend recently, and he was like, how do you know this one is the one? And I was like, <laughs> it just is. Trust me, like, I ate it once. Don't worry. Mm. <laughs> like, it just is, I bro. It, it was be, like a mushroom. Don't, don't it's all stupid, good, man. Bro, of course Quit
1: being not. so uptight with your life. <laughs> yeah,
2: man. No, I mean, they're, they're. The one that I'm like super capable of finding and eating is the hen of the woods, which is really docile mm-hmm. and there's no look poisonous lookalike. So.
1: And hen of the woods, a delicious offering mm. and also brings a pretty penny. If, if times get tough, you can do a little foraging. Uh, that's my
2: fallback. Mm-hmm. That's my fallback. Mm-hmm. You wanna, you're want?
1: you going to be the truffle guy? The truffle guy. I'm sure you
0: have some cool vintage gear you, you could unload, but you want to hold on to that. I know.
2: Yeah, I know. Sell it all. I mean, man. I don't know. People I guess are still making records. I'm a little concerned.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, man. You have the look, I mean, if I'm if I'm in a band, you know, actually it's it's funny because I just separately interviewed Dave Gahan from um Depeche Mode and Leon Bridges. Oh, cool. And they both cool. They both, though, went and made records like the old way. Yeah. Like we're gonna live together, we're gonna do this. You know, Leon did it in LA, Dave did it in, in Malibu at Rick Rubin's place, but I think that may be coming back.
2: It's coming back. I mean, because, you know, in the infinite digital workspace, it just you, it's so easy to get lost. Mm-hmm. No,
0: for I mean, I, I'm sure. And I also think that if you're offering the facility, you know, people have the time. It's like it's more fun. Yeah. It's more fun to do it that way.
2: Yeah. It's, I mean, I was just on. the I just did like a talk house interview with James from Big Thief, like before mm-hmm. this thing. Mm-hmm. James is the James is the drummer, correct? He's the drummer. Yeah. And they came and stayed for a month last year during covid like to do a record oh cool and um it was like that old-fashioned way you know we did it on tape did it in a room no headphones adrian sang all of her vocals live It was so easy it's just so much easier it does feel all like, you
1: have it, to do is just be uh really really good at playing music absolutely monsters at your instrument. this is true but i mean
0: we we um yeah. we're big big thief fans actually buck meek was on this podcast oh i love buck we saw them play and jason and i were transfixed by james's drumming we've talked about it a lot the, ma- the man is transcendent on the kit yeah like i don't even really understand what he's doing
2: he's an enigma for sure you see him and like you it's yeah it's hard to like he just hits the drums in such a pleasant groovy special way that's he's really unique
0: 100 no 100%, energy 100 uh, i i agree it was it was really we were both like pretty focused on it, it was it was really interesting
2: he's one of my favorite drummers in the world mm-hmm. definitely do you did buck tell you any good jokes
0: buck's life is so insane we didn't have time to get to the jokes
2: is he a jokester yeah yeah i didn't know buck was a jokester he's a trickster you know he's he's he's, <laughs> he's like he's like george clooney
0: on set he loves pranks you know
2: <laughs> yeah no buck buck i love I love Buck so much. I'm gonna go see him tonight because we're off in New York and uh, he's playing Williamsburg.
0: Oh, nice, nice, nice. Yeah, I just love that those that all of them seem so out there, but the music is so like it, it's pretty well. It's big. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. it's like big and really well liked in like a lot of different circles.
2: It's very popular.
0: Yeah, that's the perfect band to to come do you know month in the stew though. Oh it, it yeah, sounds
2: it was so fun.
1: So we we've heard other stories of of uh, of our label mates Bonnie bon Vare doing that at his studio. Yeah, over at his compound, and they'll do the same thing. But he's he's doing a different kind of mushrooms. Are you guys kind of? going on a little bit of a, a mystic journey as well i actually
2: microdose like okay. done there are times where i've done large amounts and now <laughs> as now i do less 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 mushrooms yeah, that's kind of
0: that's kind of okay. how it goes with drugs you know what i mean sometimes you do yeah. a lot sometimes you do less you know You
1: know, for for me i was i was microdosing mushrooms for a while and it was cool but it, it was a little inconsistent for me and and sometimes I would not feel anything at all, which I guess is sort of the the point of it. And then sometimes I would be like in a meeting, and then like seeing like tracers and been being like, oh, like I'm supposed to read an email and I can't like see the letters on my screen right now. This is yeah, this is potentially bad. But I mean, luckily, I don't really that doesn't really matter in this this point in my life now. But I think the next time I do mushrooms properly. I want to do like how I used to do back in the old days, just a, f- a full eighth down the gullet and go big. Yeah. <laughs> full eighth. Uh, and then, ju- you know, get me a walking stick, big, big old jug of water. And then that's about it, you know?
0: Give me a walking stick.
2: <laughs> I, I'm thankful for those, those, those moments. You know, Mark Maron, w- whatever. Mark Marin is, I, i like some of his stuff Mm -hmm. i don't know he's a good you like like
0: some of his records yeah yeah
2: yeah (laughs) he used to be pretty good yeah yeah i haven't actually listened in a long time but he had some good stand-up a while like 10, 10 years ago or something there was a bit about just like drugs the, the takeaway is like ride it out man and you take that wherever you go mm-hmm. like just like you know this shit's gonna get wild you just gonna have to ride that out
1: <laughs> he's right he's right no, yeah. and, and not to bring up rogan again and podcasters again but i think people ask him about that and he's like when when people smoke weed or eat an edible and they just like get way 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 too fucked up yeah he's kind of like yeah you're you're supposed to do that like sometimes <laughs> it's supposed to be sometimes it's supposed to be difficult for a reason in like yeah you know, like, you have to really, like, truly ride this man, out. You
0: fucking, you, you fucking hippies. I mean, back in my day, back in my day. <laughs>
1: how did, how did you ride it out, <laughs> strong man, Chris? I would do too much,
0: I would do too much Molly and just do a ton of Coke to kind of level out. That's how we, that's yeah. how we did it back in my day.
1: Okay. Well, whenever I saw you do too much Molly, Chris, the, the the word level out is not the thing that I would come to mind the only this is this is what he would do to level out uh, you know according to my 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 own two eyes that I would see see with he would level out by walking he would like if he's in a room and there's it's just like he's standing on the ground yeah like that that means that he is sort of in danger so he would have to walk over and find a wall that he could touch so now he knows now he knows that he's in a three-dimensional space and yeah. then he can kind of uh. as long as the wall is there everything's going to be fine and then he can just kind of hug that drywall until he hits like the exit exit <laughs> door or whatever and then get into his his denali to head home for some water <laughs>
0: i mean look i oh. i see both sides i think both are valid
1: when you're on molly i, I mean and i don't fault you chris because that wall feels so good it feels so when you're, good, wall when feels you're good. That
0: wall, yeah baby, and you oh, wouldn't man. you wouldn't give me a massage so what was i supposed to do
2: <laughs> i mean i don't want to go like i just don't want to spend the whole show talking about narcotics but you guys seem like cool guys can i tell you a story <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah please
0: <laughs> yeah go ahead chief does a dog have please? brother. <laughs> i love stories
2: it's a tour story um I played in this band, like, I moved to New York to start this band with my friends, and it was like a psychedelic loud band, and we just played loud. It was like Deerhoof-inspired loud music, right? Oh,
1: forgot about Deerhoof. Oh, man.
2: I worshipped Deerhoof at a time in my life. Great,
1: great, great. They
2: helped me transition out of, like, being a jazz guy, like, Mm. because I studied jazz. But anyway, you can see why there would be some crossover. Nothing wrong um,
1: with jazz, brother.
2: Ang- angsty 19 year old needing to get out of like John Coltrane space gets into Deerhoof. <laughs> like, uh-huh.
1: A tale is old this time.
2: Well, it, it kind of is these days, but um, yeah, yeah, yeah. all right. So this band's like, we got booked. Actually it was Deerhoof's TM in Europe. Uh, his name's Jakub, and he's from the Czech Republic. And he was like, he reached out and he's like, Hey, like I'll book you guys a tour in Europe. And we we're like, Whoa, really? Like, of course let's do it. And so he, sent us this routing and it was like 15 days in the czech republic (laughs) and
1: (laughs) that sounds like the yeah and
2: slovenia slovakia like all east germany uh no france no uk it's like the complete opposite tour that everyone does who's like in the music industry a bunch of
1: cities that you didn't even know had stages to perform (laughs) on Every, each yeah. one of these cities, you guarantee that not a single person there knows who you are. Yeah, 100%. Okay,
2: But I mean, they were so sweet. But I mean, this whole experience was like a Euro trip movie. It just right. was every <laughs> insane thing that could happen like totally happened. I, it was the three of us we flew over with backpacks, I'd like took my guitar apart and put it in the backpack and brought like wow pair of pants. Shit, wow it was like <laughs> <laughs> we we're jamming acono like in, in so the,
1: you were in the deer hoof, okay <laughs> yeah
2: <laughs> in the truest of ways um so we you know we do these shows in the Czech Republic they're super weird, like play all these festivals, and yeah, they really love Molly over there um <laughs> <laughs> didn't know that actually, this show is in leipzig that we This story happened. So get to Leipzig. My first time in East Germany, there's a man sit it's like an outdoor party. And yeah, I guess this is common in Germany, like having a dance party that goes all night into the morning, outdoors, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. There's a man sitting in the middle of the yard, like people are dancing kind of slovenly, and he's like (laughs) wearing like tanker goggles, and he's sitting in a like a VW that had the like the roof cut off and it's like a rusted out vw and he's got this like it's like some mad max shit
1: like a czech burning man kind of vibe
2: yeah 100 percent. and he's just doling out like like crystals of molly um mm-hmm. this is my first molly experience um
1: moon rocks perhaps yeah moon rocks moon rocks take it <laughs> <laughs>
2: and they're, they they shave i start i shave it off the crystal with like a razor blade and huff it and uh you know night turns into day it's like <laughs> <laughs> like it's like probably like we got there after our show which was so fun but it was like you know we get there at two in the morning we stayed there till 3 p.m shit and oh. it was like i was so lost and um was this was this in a good way i mean it was really fun it's just a crazy memory i i think you know talking about the molly trying to find the wall Space.
1: So, what what kind of music were they
2: listening to? Uh, Full on techno. Full techno. It was techno. Yeah, just techno. Super loud. Um, anyway, <laughs> at some point, at some point, I like just kind of disappeared for a while. Mm-hmm. Like you know, like standing in the middle <laughs> <Huh>. <laughs> uh, in the middle of the room, but not present. Uh, mm-hmm. And my German friends, who tangent, like fuck, I love playing in german because they're so honest and. Like the first, this guy comes up after our set, and he's like, "Yeah, I did not like the music very much, but I, <laughs> <laughs> like, I would like to buy you a drink." And like, we ended up hanging out all night. And his name was Bambi.
0: Very cool. <laughs> so, That's Bambi. Very
2: cool. Yeah, yeah, Bambi. <laughs> so Bambi. Bambi, Bambi's like, man, this guy's not right. Like. Can someone go get him some speed? <laughs> <laughs> exactly,
0: Bambi knows. Bambi, Bambi's a real drug user. Shout out to Bambi! Shout
1: out to Bambi for knowing. Yeah, we know good. shit that Bambi is a real drug user. Yeah, <laughs> your music is shit. I'm Bambi. <laughs> Come with me. You're my new best friend. We need to get him some speed. <laughs> He's not looking good. It's amazing. Like you just can't make that shit up. Um, so, did you do
2: Bambi's speed? I did Bambi Speed and I didn't sleep for three days. <laughs> bro, bro.
0: Bambi had the good shit. I'm not surprised by yeah. that. Either.
1: Well, I mean, you're doing speed in Germany. We kind of invented this shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
2: but it was so, it was terrible. It was so dangerous because I was the only, okay, we rented this van, but it was a five speed, as most cars are over there. Mm-hmm. And my other two bandmates couldn't drive five speed. So I was the only driver. We had a gig that night that we had to get to
1: which was like in like an hour and a half probably at this point
2: yeah it was um so we were in leipzig it was back in the czech republic but of course it was like the craziest week it was just such a strange gig it was for like a a community center
1: didn't know they had those over there
2: yeah (laughs) communities didn't sleep for um three days ended up having to like buy a sleeping pill and like (laughs) check myself into a hotel and cancel a gig so that i could like
1: damn you had to go on medical sleep leave yeah
0: how old how old were you at the time
1: I was like 24
2: that tracks
0: that's fine then
1: yeah I, you totally know totally that, tracks that's, that's yeah, fine those are the times of your lives where you gotta do certain things like that get it out of your system
2: anyway that's my molly story pretty good i did drive so i drove across all of europe because we ended up actually in brussels um where i got the hotel room
1: and i got us there somehow Man, I mean, the, the thought, like when I hear that story, it just makes me, or it just reminds me of all the times that I'm just like staring at my ceiling at you know 10 in the morning just mm-hmm. fully not even close to being able to go to sleep yeah and just like my life is pure hell like fuck this i'm never doing that again yeah but to th- to be doing that just like in the back of a van in some field in czechoslovakia <laughs> it would just be yeah. so much extra just like what the fuck like uh, I mean, or maybe it would just be freeing uh because there's no. just you have no clue what's going on no 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 <laughs> no it-, it was
2: scary I thought I was going to go insane. Like, I thought I was losing my mind. You know, after three days not sleeping, technically, you are kind of insane.
1: Uh, I think it's starting to do some permanent damage.
0: I can't wait to hear those demos that you recorded you know during during that period 100% the lost tapes are going to be good I'm sure we can get I'm sure we can get Fat Possum to do a reissue
1: well let's get in touch with Bambi because he's got them all
0: yeah Bambi (laughs) I gave you the four track bro can you send that back to me actually once once
1: Bambi gets out of jail we're going to link with him
0: i'm assuming he's i'm assuming he's behind bars right now for some yeah, reason bambi uh, yeah bambi might not have made it out of the slums but you know but,
1: but sam i did want to i did want to talk to you about food and cooking because uh, apparently you yeah. are you are cooking it up so you you're you're a bake-off watcher what what other shows did you kind of grow up watching to get the the food bug
2: i'm uh a big jacques and julia fan
1: <sighs> the classics um, huh jacques jacques pippin
0: julia child we look we knew who you're talking don't treat me like i'm an idiot okay well chris
1: chris chris <laughs> he's, he's he's explaining for maybe our listeners at home who might not be familiar with these people okay the
2: less cultured yes of course mm-hmm. of course that's true i don't mean to patronize
1: you. okay so jacques and julia how did, did you get into them from your parents or something because that's a little bit of a rare a rare move to get into on your own
2: I actually got into them kind of recently, like a couple of years ago.
1: Was it from the movie, Julia and Julia?
2: No, I mean, I'd always been into Julia Child. And my mom watched Julia Child all the time when I was a kid, but mm-hmm. um, I fell in love with their dynamic. They have such a, like Julia's tough, you know, she's like been around and Jack is also a fucking professional, mm-hmm. but he's, he's so sweet with her. And she like, gets all bossy and huffy. And he's like, okay, Julia, like, whatever you want to do, you know, it's mm-hmm. so good. Like, <laughs> and it's really sweet. <laughs> like, it's so so you like
1: that dynamic of kind of a tough old broad and like a yeah. polite little French guy. Cause usually the French not known for being kind. So
2: yeah, but he's like French Connecticut. There's
1: that, there's that in play as well. <laughs> yeah, French. <laughs> <laughs> so does that mean you, you like making those types of kind of uh French cuisine from the bygone era? Or you just like their dynamic on screen?
2: I'm, I'm more, I lean towards the Italian side of things. Cause that's my, family's background more
1: of a more of a mario batali kind of guy I guess.
2: yeah you know mm-hmm. mario I'm, I'm an i'm an evoo user <laughs> you glug um, that shit that like <laughs> blue
1: power red yeah okay <laughs> and also listeners shout out to our, our good friends there's an olive oil called baroncini yes it comes in a large yellow tin truly really delicious give it a look that's
2: good stuff i know that stuff
1: oh okay great so so more of an italian guy
2: yeah but i did get into Julia for a minute, and I made her creme caramel, which was really cool. It's like kind of a custard with a like caramel top.
1: What about the Coco van or the or the beef bourguignon?
2: I made some bourguignon this winter; that was great. I mean, I love cooking with wine. You know, just mm-hmm. glug glug it in there. Cheeky son of a bitch, Jason. Our
0: our new friend Sam feels like he's maybe from a different era. Are You getting that vibe a little bit?
1: They don't make them like the like Sam no more, is what <laughs> you're saying, huh, Chris? That's what, that's what that's what I'm saying, man. I feel
0: like, of you know, course,
1: and of course he's not
0: single no yeah of course guys this hot always have a girlfriend it's fucking annoying
1: <laughs> chris we're not getting into the looks we're not getting into looks just based off of his bomb ass personality
2: oh i see. you I guys see. are you <laughs> guys are hilarious i you mentioned my song in a previous podcast um yeah yeah you call me a you call and i appreciate that and i'm such a fan and you guys cracked me up so thank you for having um, me hey of course of course but um
1: hell yes and
2: you, you called me a stick man and i didn't know what that was <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, I, yes, yes, yes. So, I had to ask i had like the internet didn't even who know did what you ask who
1: did you ask what is a stick please man? tell you, me you asked your life partner <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah uh no i asked my buddy keenan who lives up near me i was like bro what's a stick man
1: <laughs> keenan like, gets to fucking doesn't he he's he started laughing. <laughs> He's no. like,
2: they called you a stick man. That's badass,
0: man. <laughs> Kenan, you should be so lucky. Does Keenan work at the local gas station? You made him sound a little, you know, you didn't give him. No, I mean, I think that the, yeah, I mean, I, we're pretty friendly with the, the Fat Possum crew. Yeah. So I was, I pay attention over the, Have you been to Oxford?
2: Uh, I have,
0: yeah. I'm looking to get down there.
2: Yeah, man. Go down there. It's, you know, Mississippi, man. It's cool. Go to their new record store.
0: Because, you know, Jason's kind of like a a California elitist kind of guy. And, you know, I'm originally from Atlanta. So I try to take him on some southern adventures whenever I can. So I think Mississippi. Oh, word. I think Mississippi might blow his little top off.
1: Yeah, he takes me to all these down home hill country Appalachian places like charleston south carolina <laughs> where you can go have a jog by the banana republic store all <laughs> kinds of backcountry country business
0: it's nice man it's nice you fucking hate <laughs> our tour has been a little more uh fly in fly out major cities only but i, I imagine yeah you, you're you're doing the whole
1: thing
2: actually no um this our little tour right now is really conservative
1: you took a page out of our book
2: yeah it's just like i don't know we're just kind of feeling it out and it's going really well, but you know, just didn't want to commit to doing like a five week kamikaze mm-hmm. tour. Like, cause it, it's just a big liability, honestly. Like if, if someone were to get COVID like in the middle of the tour, it would just be a lot of money.
1: You got a lot of t-shirts to sell eating a hole in your pocket. 100%. You know? Yeah.
0: These guys in your band too. I, I took a look at them. I, there's a few of those guys that are anti-vax. So you better, you better double, <laughs> you better, you better double check. Cause you know, there's a lot of guys that can play rhythm guitar. You know that
1: Do you need a gig. are you playing uh no chris can't play guitar are you doing uh la at all
2: yeah i think we're gonna come next year for like a bigger Mm. do the. we're gonna do the full the full swing
1: i was gonna say if you come to la we should we should link up for a tasty meal i
2: would love that what's your you got some spots what do you like to do in la these days bro
1: i got too many spots you live you lived you lived here though didn't you
0: sam i
2: did but back la was different when i lived there it was still like a bunch of lonely uh, actors and like punk bands there wasn't much going on.
1: So, so you were here in '89. Like, what, how old are you, bro? Yeah, yeah. So you saw X, you saw X play, and then you, just, you had
2: to leave. I, I actually, when I was there, it was like 2009, 2010. You okay. still had to like drunk drive everywhere. Like, you couldn't get a like Uber. Uber didn't exist like it was kind of lonely.
1: Well, maybe maybe it's perfect for you to come back to LA because now that Uber costs $85 to drive 2 miles in LA, everyone is back to driving drunk, myself included. <laughs> oh my god. Um and you know, keep our fingers crossed that I don't get in an accident or go to jail, but yeah. drunk unfortunately drunk driving is is back in a big way.
2: Seems like culturally accepted there. I mean, like I had an internship in LA and we went out for a party and like at some I have some bar in Hollywood and You know, I get wasted and my intern boss is buying me whiskeys and shit. And then I'm like, Oh, Tyler, like, how should I get home? He's like, Oh, where do you live? I was like, West Hollywood. He's like, Oh, you're just drive, man. Just drive. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like just drive yeah. quit being such a pussy. shout out to Tyler he's head of marketing at Netflix now so congratulations.
0: <laughs> glad to see that he made it uh, glad, to see, glad to see that he made it out I mean,
1: but I, I think when you're in LA and you're driving drunk all you have to do is have a, like a vehicle that is sort of it just draws no attention yeah. to you so it can't be super nice and it can't be super shitty just like a car right down the middle yep. like don't have it be too dirty don't have it be super detailed yep. And, it, and and you can just kind of slip through the cracks here what are you rocking what's your what's your whip
0: oh yeah jason's really slipping through the cracks in a no,
1: I've, well we we have a we got a, like a black pickup truck and a and a black tesla so both of those are pretty nondescript but when i was at the peak of my drunk driving i remember <laughs> i leased a toyota camry hybrid i oh, forgot about this I was, and yeah, I, because in my mind i was like oh can't get a prius it's too gay <laughs> uh so i got a and, and like the camry is like it, that was right when they started having those have the similar hybrid technology you know i'm a taller guy so i was like okay i'll get a bigger car yeah and i was like i i'm driving around in a toyota camry just blacked out drunk and like when you have like a just a a normal you know four four door sedan toyota camry Mm-hmm. with you know no stickers on it that say you know green bud packers or armed and hammered <laughs> <laughs> no foos, foos gone wild armed, stickers armed on the back and, or, or armed anything and
0: hammered is so sick god damn it <laughs> I, then, so you know i'm pretty
1: <laughs> and as long as the the officer sees that i'm an upstanding young man also
0: you're white so yeah that's a good point
1: you know i didn't want to say that yeah i'm sorry but yeah that is that that does unfortunately come into play that's
2: the fucked up thing it is fucked up
1: i had a honda civic
0: which at, at my time was a very similar mm-hmm. i feel like that that was as nondescript as
2: possible and i made it home
1: yeah another fine car to drunk driving did you have a car so what was your car and when you were in la sam let's see what was i driving
2: i i was driving a forest green 1991 bmw 318 ti
0: no that's too- oh. damn this is why we know you're a stick man bro because yeah. you- <laughs> that's a panty dropper you had no money you know but you had a cool car
2: i gotta be honest my dad got it from his the guy he works with uh for probably like 1500 bucks or something i love that and we i drove that car to the ground um but you know drove multiple times across the country um it was a good little car but um I, apparently it was perfect because i never got pulled and you know that's where i learned about
1: road sodas Uh, Uh, and also you can tell that you're a pro because you just said quote i never got pulled yeah (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. you're
0: you're using slang that hasn't been used in 15 years so that's you
1: know my my life partner still does a road soda and i'm like damn bitch (laughs) you can't even do
0: that you you can't sam doesn't even do that in the cat skills bro much less west hollywood (laughs) i don't fuck
2: with that anymore
1: well the, the problem with the road soda now or i guess the benefit of them Is every like hard seltzer startup, whatever thing just looks like it doesn't look like alcohol, it doesn't look like anything. So, yeah, you know, I could literally be drinking, like a cop could be next to me, and I could have my you know my whatever spritzer in a can next to it and give him a wink and a howdy do and and he won't yeah he won't know the wiser
0: he thinks it's just another one of those freaky kombuchas the liberals like
1: <laughs> or you know. but but also conversely i could just take my how long gone algine and fill it to the brim with 32 ounces of hendrix gin and i could be drinking <laughs> that next to a police officer just the same That's not that great. i would ever do that with the fine hendrix gin but you no, know you wouldn't do that. the option you- is there you wouldn't do that.
2: Well, you you have a Tesla, so you, it'll drive you home.
0: Yeah, he didn't pay for that upgrade. Okay, he's cheap. Uh-huh. So I don't. didn't
1: pay for that upgrade. It, it's it's a, the upgrade is seventy five hundred dollars. It's a little crazy to have. Uh, well, what's Jag
2: Jaguar doing? Exactly. Uh-huh. You know. <laughs> you know. <laughs> it be, we're union. Wouldn't
1: it be funny if they're like if if Tesla was like, yeah, we made it seventy five because it's also every car has it. It's just a software thing. So you pay seventy five hundred dollars. And then somebody, you know, in Cupertino flips a switch and now you have this thing that's already in your car. Yeah. But if they're like, "How did you guys land on the seventy five hundred dollars?" and you're like, "Oh, that's how much it costs for a DUI," and they're like, "Oh, okay." Yeah, that's like that, that would wow, be a perfect bro. selling point. That would be Sam. It's been
0: a pleasure, bro. Thank you for joining us on How Long Gone.
2: You guys are so fun. Thanks for Sam, thanks for talking. Great
1: job, great job. No,
0: thank you. You're a fucking pro, and and we appreciate not
1: only a sick man but a talk man as well.
0: Exactly. He can this this man <laughs> this man can do it all. Uh, and also,
1: and- if you listen to him on Spotify he can make a great song as well and i was listening to your your record this morning and i was like you know he must be he must be doing something more than just writing the songs cuz you know the production quality was was very nice and very lush and it sounds like uh, mm-hmm. you you know what you're doing twiddling mm-hmm. those knobs i'm
2: a twiddler i'll twiddle up and down if you're, if you're a
0: if you're a major labor recording artist with a huge budget that wants to check out and go to the catskills for a couple months you know who to call
2: yeah mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> you know who to call uh sam maybe uh we'll talk to you soon if bro. you can't Appreciate afford
1: you. damon paula you know who to call <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly exactly uh, um let's get a meal yeah we'll, we'll get me a meal and uh yeah go 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 check out sam give him a google see him on tour right now go check out his his music stream his shit on spotify not on apple thank you guys congrats on everything you're doing it's so cool